Uninvisible is a support podcast that deals squarely with medical issues that present unique advocacy issues for individuals. We do not provide medical advice. Please consult with your physician for any medical issue that you are facing. Information and comments that you send to us are governed by our terms of service and privacy policy, which are available on our website located at uninvisiblepod.com. The opinions expressed by guests are their own and are not necessarily the opinion of Uninvisible or the show sponsors. Any advertising that you may hear is accepted without regard to our editorial content. Welcome to Uninvisible. I'm your host, Lauren Friedman, and I'm here with my guests to bring you info, insights, and inspiration for coping with, diagnosing, and treating invisible illness. We're here oversharing, so you don't have to struggle with invisibility anymore. I'm sure you noticed that I took a bit of a hiatus from the podcast. Now, during that time, I was working on multiple projects for this community, including my health coaching certification, and the projects will all be released within the year. Meantime, I was also continuing to work on my own physical and spiritual healing. It's a big one. One of the things that became clear to me in that time was that in order to continue to sustain this podcast, I have to make it more profitable. I'm sure many of you can relate to the need to reshape our life and work around our physical needs and also to make sure that the work is nourishing us. Now, I'd love to say that the stories are enough to keep me going, but like all of you, I have medical bills to pay, and this podcast is a lot of work for one person on her own. Energetically, the exchange of a small donation every month for you to continue to listen to this content felt like a comfortable stepping stone as I come out of hibernation. And I'm keeping it super affordable for you in the process, in the hope that you'll be kind enough to stick it out with me. So with that said, Uninvisible Pod is moving to Substack. While I will continue to maintain a freely accessible archive up to and including the next two episodes, or more specifically, up to and including episode 150, Episodes released after that point, so from 151 on, will become subscription only for $5 a month. That's it. And will continue to be available to download and stream on all major podcast platforms. What this means, you'll get two more free episodes coming your way before the paywall hits, because I wanted to give you some lead time to adjust to the news. After that, new episodes will be available exclusively for subscribers whose monetary support will enable me to keep producing the pod and bringing exciting and inspiring stories about thriving through chronic conditions to your ear holes. Head to uninvisiblepod.substack.com to subscribe. And don't worry, I'll send this in an email if you're on the mailing list. And if you're a fan of the pod, please share this news with your friends. All your likes, your shares, follows, reviews, and comments help keep Uninvisible visible or really audible in the big wide world of healthcare media. The more you interact with and support this work, the more I can keep getting the word out and sharing stories that make us all feel less alone. Thank you, loves. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Uninvisible Pod. We are joined by one of my heroes, Dr. Isabella Wentz. She's an internationally acclaimed thyroid specialist and licensed pharmacist who has dedicated her career to addressing the root causes of autoimmune thyroid disease, 
After being diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis in 2009, she's also the author of four books, including Hashimoto's Protocol and her newest release, Adrenal Transformation Protocol. So Dr. Wentz, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me here. What a joy to be here with you. Yes, total joy. Um, I mentioned to Dr. Wentz before we got into this that I am fangirling hard right now, and I know y'all love when I do that. So let's jump into this interview. The first question I have for you, Dr. Wentz, is that you've become known as the thyroid pharmacist. In fact, your website is thyroidpharmacist.com, right? So have you always been interested in thyroid health? Um, So in full disclosure, I was not interested in thyroid health during pharmacy school. I just thought it was, you know, you have this condition when you get older and you take a pill for it and that's it. It wasn't until I got diagnosed myself with Hashimoto's in my 20s, the most common reason for hypothyroidism in the United States, when I realized that the medications don't really help that much. And I am a pharmacist. I'm a big proponent of medications and getting on the right dose for you and the right type of medication. And I was expecting every single one of my symptoms to go away with the medications. Some symptoms got better. So I didn't need to sleep as much. I went from like 12 hours to 11 hours. I wasn't as cold. I didn't need to wear two jackets in Southern California in in the (laughs) summer, right? I only had to wear one jacket. Um, But then I still had the brain fog and the fatigue and the carpal tunnel in both arms and the allergies and the acid reflux and the IBS and constipation, anxiety, panic attacks. And it was just like, it felt like my body was just breaking itself apart. And I was in my twenties and this was 15 years ago. Right. And people were telling me, you know, you're just tired, right. Or you're just getting older or everybody's stressed. And of course you're gaining weight. You're not a teenager anymore. That's, that's normal. That's to be expected. And this was very disempowering for me and very challenging. And so I really set out when I got that diagnosis, I wanted to know what I could do to be the healthiest version with myself, even with Hashimoto's. I wanted to know if there was anything I can do to prevent the progression to other autoimmune conditions. There was anything I could do to get my own condition into remission. Um, And that's how I started my journey. How I became um, a thyroid expert was, you know, really through being my own guinea pig and just really trying to get myself to feel better. Cause it's, it's, as you know, having a thyroid issue we get told so many things that it, you know, it's in our head. We just need to put the fork down. We just need to exercise more. And it's just, it's just so disempowering. And I wanted to one empower myself. And then when I got myself into remission, I was like, I need to get this out into the world. And I stepped out of my public health pharmacist job, which, which was a big risk, right? Cause when you're a pharmacist talking about like, there's more to healing than drugs, it's, <laughs> it, it's kind of, it's kind of a big risk and I'm glad I did it. Um, my first book came out 10 years ago and I've been able to hear from so many people from around the world that have used my work to heal themselves. And I am, it's just beyond my wildest dreams that my own suffering could turn into such a powerful movement for others to heal themselves. That's so beautifully said. So your new book, Adrenal Transformation Protocol, this seems like a bit of a departure from your previous work to someone who may not realize that there's actually a big connection between adrenal and thyroid health. So can you talk about that connection a little bit for us? 
Yeah, it does seem like a departure, but the truth is I've been talking about adrenals for the last decade. So I talk about adrenals in my first book that was released in 2013, The Root Cause of Hashimoto's, and they were definitely um, part of my healing journey in, you know, started, I got into lifestyle changes, gluten-free and dairy-free diet were so helpful for me, acid reflux, IBS, carpal tunnel, gone, just off of these changes, right? It was it was a lot of courage to change my diet. And I'm so glad that I did it because it so many of my symptoms vanished. For people that are struggling with that, it's like you only have your symptoms to lose. You can always go back to the old way of eating, right? Um, but then I still have, have the brain fog, fatigue, anxiety, unrefreshing sleep, even though I was sleeping a ton. And somebody said adrenal fatigue. And I was like, okay, And then I looked it up and being a skeptical pharmacist, it was like, it doesn't exist. And so I just like went about my way and people were like, you know, finally another integrative practitioner mentioned it and I looked into it and I was like, well, I've got all the symptoms and I'm just going to, I'm just going to try it. Like I've, I've been crying some, trying some crazy things at that time anyway, might as well try this thing. And wow, the recommendations for adrenal dysfunction worked and I felt better brain fog, fatigue unrefreshing sleep, trouble waking up in the morning got so much better. And those anxiety attacks, I used to have panic attacks. I haven't had one in over a decade. And that was thanks to balancing my adrenals. I'm like, people are like, how are you so calm all the time? You're like the calmest person you did. Were you always this calm? No, I was crazy. Like I, I had, you know, I, I, I just (laughs) so emotionally unbalanced. And a big part of that is getting your adrenals in balance. And I will say and the people that I worked with, with Hashimoto's over the last decade, I used to test people for adrenal dysfunction. I was like, I wonder if you have this. I tested so many people that I'm like, okay, you've got, you have this. If you have a thyroid issue, there's a good chance you're going to have some degree of adrenal dysfunction. You might have overactive cortisol production all day. You might have underactive cortisol production all day. And you might have, um, you know, wrong secretions of cortisol. You might have too much at night, not enough in the morning, or you might be on a cortisol roller coaster. Um, at this point, I could talk to you and ask about your symptoms, and I could tell you what your cortisol is going to look like. And this is what I share in my Adrenal Transmission Protocol book. I have like a very detailed assessment people can go through. So they can make that connection for themselves, because if you have a thyroid issue, you need to work on not just optimizing your thyroid hormones, um, but also optimizing the health of your adrenals and the hormones that they secrete. Well, you're mentioning cortisol. So, so tell us what exactly is adrenal dysfunction? How does it develop? And how would someone know that they have it? It sounds like you're mentioning a number of symptoms for sure already. So the adrenal dysfunction is is essentially when the body gets stuck in a chronic stress response. And typically cortisol is produced in a circadian fashion in a healthy person. So they'll have a cortisol release in the morning that um, if you were to picture a slide, it would, you'd be at the top of that slide, right? And you'd be going down the slide gradually like a, like a child at the park, right? So the very end of the day, you would have low levels of cortisol that would allow you to produce melatonin so you can get restful and refreshing sleep. So the next day you could wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. So on a normal day when we're not stressed out and we're healthy individuals, we have good energy, good brain function during the day, 
this is what a healthy cortisol pattern looks like. We do need some cortisol, right? Typically people talk about cortisol being bad, right? And when we have too much of it, that can be a problem. Cortisol gets released when our body senses stress. When we have too much stress in the body, um, when we have our, like, we're have like a traumatic experience or we're being chased by a bear or we see, you know, our child gets stuck under a car. We get this, we can get this cortisol release that puts our body into this fight or flight mode. And then we can go and lift that car up or run away really fast from that bear and climb the tree, right? And get away. And then we kind of shake it off and we sleep it off or whatever. And then if we're a healthy person and our stress response is balanced, then we can drive, jump back right into that circadian response where we have a bit more cortisol in the morning, less cortisol throughout the day. Now, what happens with the people that I work with is they get stuck in a chronic stress response and they end up having either too much cortisol all day and then they get out of bed, they're wired, they're edgy, they're irritable. It's like they feel like they just drank a bunch of coffee. If you ever pass somebody, try to say hello, they're like, no, 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 I got to go. I'm busy. I can't talk. Um, You know, a lot of people in LA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is like a high cortisol response. And then in the evening, you have a hard time winding down. So you might be the person that needs a glass of wine because you can't fall asleep. Then as time goes on, if you stay in that chronic stress response for too long, um, you know, cortisol has very catabolic effects in the body. So that means it breaks the body down for fuel. Our body is wise and it's evolved to help us survive. And so we're always sending the messages to, you know, to keep things in balance. And eventually when we have so much stress signaling, the body's cortisol receptors can become desensitized and our cortisol response can become desensitized. So your body will say, your brain will say there's stress and your adrenal glands will say, oh, that's nice. (laughs) You want me to produce more cortisol again? Uh, Nope, not going to happen, right? And they're capable of producing cortisol in the right amounts at the right time of day. Their adrenals aren't sick or damaged, but there's this big disconnect between the brain and the adrenal glands. And so as this, this high cortisol state goes on for too long, we have a lot of stress, the body will start doing some weird things. So you might be on a cortisol roller coaster where you wake up tired and then you have more energy in the afternoon, then you have a 3 p.m. crash, and then you can't sleep at night because you have a kick of cortisol in the evenings. You might have a flipped cortisol curve when you're tired all day until the evening comes and you're like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to party, right? It's like that that night owl um, curve. And then the people that I work with with hypothyroidism, um, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, people that tend to be, you know, kind of depressed and sluggish, they are going to be the ones that have not enough cortisol secretion throughout the day. So they wake up tired. They're tired at one o'clock. They're tired at two o'clock. They're tired at three o'clock. They're tired when it's time to go to bed. And then they get to bed, they sleep and they wake up tired and then they have unrefreshing sleep. And these are the people that are like, somebody told me exercise was going to make me feel better. I exercise, I feel worse. Somebody told me that spending time in community was going to make me feel better. I spend time with people. I feel worse. Um, They're like, fasting is supposed to help with my stress. I fasted and I feel worse. And these are people that can barely handle any amounts of stress, even things that we typically would consider positive stressors, like spending time, you know, with friends or 
or, you know, meeting, doing ambitious things or meeting goals. It's so interesting because as you're talking about this, the thing that's coming up for me so much is this sounds as much cultural as it does biological, right? Like, is this kind of our body's response to the chronic stress that the world is thrust upon us in some ways? I absolutely believe it. Um, and I know, especially in the last few years, a lot of us, it tends to be really common, right? And so things like our, you know, expectations to always um, have a side hustle. So, you know, you're working your day job and then you have a side hustle after work. When are you replenishing? When are you actually resting, right? Um, when are you doing things for pleasure, just for pleasure's sake, without any pressure on yourself? Then there's the expectations of like, oh, we should all be exercising more. And, you know, maybe we have some extra weight. Should we, maybe we should eat less. And then that can be a stressor on our bodies. Um, I know in the last few years, personally, I've never been a big person to watch the news, but in the last few years, I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on in the world? I need to, I need to watch the news. And that can be overwhelming for, for many of us when there are things like, you know, they're right in front of our eyes on our TV screens and they feel like they're right here with us. Maybe there's nothing we can do about it. Um, and we feel so disempowered and stressed out about what's going on in the world. Um, a lot of things that are part of our modern day life, that fast paced lifestyle, burning the bridge at both, burning the candle at both ends. This can be extremely physiologically draining, right? And I'm not even talking about other sources of inflammation and stress in the body that could be, um, you know, ju just that kind of modern life alone can put us in that state. And you're mentioning, you know, this idea of chronic stress. And I know that we're talking specifically about those of us who have Hashimoto's and are in this club, right? Who are in the club with thyroid disorders, but can you have adrenal issues even if you don't have thyroid issues? Absolutely. The, you know, I, my work started with helping people with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. And I would say most of them have some degree of adrenal dysfunction. And then I started having people reaching out to me that would say, Hey, I don't have a thyroid issue. I've like done every single test. My thyroid is like gorgeous, right? Like I did the ultrasound and everything and it's, it's like just the right shape. It's just the right size. I don't have any thyroid antibodies, but I'm struggling with my weight. I have the brain fog. I have anxiety and I have fatigue. Can you help me? Right. And in that case, I'm like, okay. So in that case, what happens is people who have this stress response, their body is getting the message that there's a threat and, um, you know, a threat like a famine. What's helpful during a famine? Why slowing down our metabolism, right? So that way we don't need as much food and we can just survive on low calories. And mm. these are the ladies that I'm like, I'm going to the gym and I'm cutting my calories. Why, why am I gaining weight? Right. Um, and what happens is we can get, um, a release, our thyroid gland may be perfectly normal, but the stress perception can cause it to produce more of something known as reverse T3 to kind of balance out the cortisol response. And reverse T3 will sit on our thyroid receptors and it will prevent active T3 from getting into those thyroid receptors and activating them so that we end up with hypothyroid symptoms even though we don't have a thyroid disorder. Wow. And so this is very relevant because I meet so many women and 
Um, you know, some of them are my clients, some of them are my, my friends. And they're like, I have every symptom, but I don't have a thyroid issue. And it goes back to that stress response, right? That is, it's blowing my mind. I mean, it was blowing my mind when I was reading about it in your book, it's blowing my mind hearing about it again, because just knowing that this is, it's a very circular relationship that the adrenals and the the thyroid have, right? That, you know, the adrenal dysfunction can cause the thyroid issues. The thyroid issues can cause the adrenal dysfunction. It's all sort of a vicious cycle if you don't have things in balance. So with that in mind, in the book, you mentioned that conventional doctors, and we've sort of touched on this, consider adrenal fatigue a bogus diagnosis. So can you talk a bit more about this and about the perception of patients like us in the medical system? It's it's just so frustrating to me, honestly, Lauren, because I've I've been talking about this for 10 years and I just posted something on Instagram and I had some random troll saying this doesn't exist. And it was a woman was asking questions like, could ADHD be a symptom of adrenal dysfunction? Hmm. And this random person decided to show up and say, you don't have it. Your symptoms don't like you know, people are just gaslighting individuals who are struggling like you and me have, and like so many people that are struggling and they're like, oh, this doesn't exist. And, um, it's super frustrating to me. And I'm really hoping to change this conversation and get the message across now, kind of where it started 25 years ago, there was a naturopathic doctor that coined the term adrenal fatigue and his theory was that like it was a mild version of Addison's. And in some cases, this can be the case. Addison's is a rare autoimmune condition where 90% of the adrenal glands are destroyed. You're going to end up with um, not enough ability of your own body to produce cortisol. Now, his theory was like, well, maybe it's an early stage of it. And that certainly can be the case for some people with adrenal quote unquote fatigue dysfunction. But now that we've studied the physiology of it of, of it a little bit better in the last decade, 15 years, we understand it's more of like a pathway that gets broken. So rather than like your adrenals may be perfectly healthy and able to produce the right amounts of stress hormones at the right time of day, but because that communication pathway is broken, because those re- receptors have been desensitized or overwhelmed. And the brain is still sensing stress and still sending those stress messages. The adrenals have just sort of been like, we're done. <laughs> no, not going to do any more work. You know, you've been stressed so for 10 years now and, and, and like we're tired of producing cortisol and, and whatnot. And, um, and so really the people that have these symptoms, they go to a conventionally trained doctor. They'll be told you can't sleep. Here's a pill for that. You know, you, you're depressed or anxious. Here's a pill for that can't wake up in the morning. Here's a pill for that. You know, you're gaining weight and it's, it's kind of like a bandaid approach. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not against medications. I'm a pharmacist, like medications can save lives and right medication at the right time can be life-changing. But at the same time, there's so many lifestyle things we can do. And the root cause of all of these symptoms is stress and our body's stress perception. So my approach is really focused on sending those safety signals. Um, it's very frustrating for me when people go to the doctors. I, recently, somebody commented on my Facebook that said, my doctor said adrenal fatigue isn't real. And even if it was, there's nothing we could do about it. And I'm like, that is so frustrating. 
so frustrating and it's so far from the truth. Like mm-hmm. your symptoms are real. What you're feeling is real. This is a very predictable way the body responds when it's overwhelmed by stress. And there's a very predictable way we can get it out of that stress response. So you've heard of life coaching, but have you heard of health coaching? A few years ago, I honestly had no idea that the field even existed or that I would end up finding it to be super supportive in my own life. In an effort to support this community beyond just the podcast itself, I have now trained as a health advocacy coach specializing in chronic conditions. What? I've been certified by the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching, the International Association of Health Coaches, the American Association of Drugless Practitioners, and the American Holistic Health Association, among others. I'm now able to take this work off the air and into your life, no matter where in the world you live, helping you work toward transformation from surviving to thriving. Using my in-depth knowledge of lifestyle, nutrition, stress management, personal advocacy, and more, I'm now able to work as your guide on the side, giving you the added support you need as you navigate industrialized medicine in your search for healing, whatever that might look like for you. I offer individual coaching and will be releasing group courses very soon, so get excited about that. If you're interested in learning more about health coaching and how I can support you, head over to uninvisiblecoaching.com. You can actually sign up there for a free 30-minute intake session to talk to me, find out if we're a good fit, and go from there. I'm so excited to connect personally with more members of this community and help you learn to control the things you can control while working in harmony with your medical team and your individual needs. Again, head to uninvisiblecoaching.com and sign up now for your free 30-minute intake sesh. I can't wait to learn more about you. I know I just gave you the spiel on health coaching, which is more focused on the systems to support your wellness goals, but if a life and executive coach is more of what you're looking for, then I'd like to offer my personal recommendation of Jenna Chieko, a graduate of Dr. Martha Beck's coach training program with a background in psychology and law. She is a former tech chief of staff and worked in the Obama administration. Jenna is an executive and life coach who inspires high-achieving professionals to step into their best lives lives by cultivating a growth mindset and accessing their inner wisdom and strengths. She is additionally trained in internal family systems, Jonathan Field's spark type assessment, somatic coaching, and more. Jenna works remotely to offer accessible services, and she's offering 10% off to new clients who enroll and mention code INVISIBLE. Go to Jenna Chieko, that's G-E-N-A-C-H-I-E-C-O, jennachieko.com for more. Well, with that in mind as well, I mean, it's so, I feel like I'm piggybacking off of everything you're saying here, but, (laughs) um, you know, it's no surprise to me. And I know it's probably no surprise to you that so many women have thyroid, adrenal and autoimmune issues, but why do you think that is? Well, I think, um, there, there's a lot of different pathways I've explored from having higher estrogen levels to, you know, maybe putting on more personal care products and so on and so forth and pregnancy and hormonal shifts. But kind of what I've settled on is as women, we're just tuned into stress and perceptions of stress and our environment a bit better from a evolutionary perspective. This makes so much sense because for the survival of our species, like women have to carry the children And we have to be selective about when we do so. 
if you're in a famine, probably not the best for our species survival to be pregnant at that time, because that baby's not going to get the nutrients that you need, right? Um, if we're in a war, probably not the best time either, because you're not going to be able to run as fast if you're um, if you're carrying a baby to, you know, to protect yourself. And so really just any kind of subtle messages in our environment, our bodies are always scanning for these. And so we can end up with, um, and you know, and, and you don't have to be a mother, you don't have to be of childbearing age. It's just how women are wired, right? So our, our hormone receptors, how our brains respond to stress, we have a really unique way of responding to stress that is just more attuned. So we have to be very mindful of how we, um, how, how we talk to our bodies and what messages we allow our bodies to receive to make sure that we let the body, let our bodies know that we're safe. I, I love that you're talking about that feeling of safety. Um, and it's interesting because I've always felt that, well, always, I felt since I started learning about all of this science and gone through my own health issues that women, those of us who identify as female are the canaries in the coal mine, that our bodies are sort of the ones going, this isn't working the way that we're trying to live culturally. It's not working for us. Our bodies are reacting and this is the signal, you know, that we need to change some things. And there's a lot that we're in control of, but of course, there's a lot we're not in control of too. So you do talk a lot about helping your body feel safe in order to heal and how to send safety signals to your body in the new book. So what exactly do you mean when you talk about safety signals? Can you talk us through that a little bit? So absolutely. When we send the body safety signals, we're going to be focusing on speaking to the body in a language that it understands so that we're not getting the message that we need to be in fight or flight survival mode. We get the message that we're in a thriving state, right? And part of that is blood sugar balance. So making sure we're eating enough protein and fat, that's going to be a big game changer. Blood sugar swings are perceived as stress by our bodies. When we have too much sugar, this shoots um, our blood sugar up and then we come crashing down. Those crashes, low blood sugar, our cortisol will get released to make more glucose for us from our liver. And so this is a big, big foundation of the protocol. We're eating more protein, we're eating more fat to balance the blood sugar, and these macronutrients also will help us with repairing the body. Protein is super important for um, repairing our body. Amino, it gets broken down into amino acids, which are the building blocks for our body. And when we're in this fight or flight state, this is a catabolic state on the body, which means the body gets broken down for fuel. And so we need more protein to help, the, help build the body up. When we're in a stress danger perception, our mitochondria are also going to be affected. Mitochondria are these little tiny um, organelles that live inside of our cells that produce our energy. And they um, require, they, they take fatty acids. And so we're going to be utilizing more good fats and they convert those fatty acids into ATP, which is an, an energy molecule um, for our body. Um, the book's abbreviations are adrenal transformation protocol. That's ATP um, for, for, you know, for short. So part of the plan is really focusing on supporting our stress response, supporting our mitochondria. And then we're also working on a lot of transformational work. So really sometimes 
the stress comes from our diet. Sometimes the stress comes from our modern lifestyle. Sometimes it comes from um, unresolved trauma. Sometimes it comes from infections or things within our digestive tract or food sensitivities, right? But sometimes it comes right here, right from our heads. It can lead us, you know, if we're not talking to ourselves and not treating ourselves with kindness, if we have this constant um, tape in our heads where we're beating ourselves up and very critical of ourselves, this can shift us very quickly into that stress response, right? And so one big part of my program is focusing on what are we doing in our lives right now that's making our body feel a threat? Um, And we do that across all avenues. So your body, your, your lifestyle, your mind, and we transform how you perceive stress, how your body perceives stress, so that you feel calm and relaxed and you release good amounts of cortisol throughout the day, good amounts of energy throughout the day. And then you could sleep and get refreshed at nighttime. I love that you're taking this multifaceted approach as well to healing, that it's as much about brain rewiring in many senses as it is about looking at diet and lifestyle. And we know that probably many women in this country, at least aren't eating enough protein, right? So, so really focusing on the protein and the healthy fats is really the way to go for any kind of health, uh, from what I understand right at this point. Um, and I'm curious about the results that people have seen with your protocol. How long does it take to see benefits and how many people have gone through the program at this point? So um, I've released the program to over 3,500 people in the last few years. I actually launched it in 2020 as a small group program to people within my community. And I was just amazed with the results that I got throughout the program. So 92% of people were able to lessen or eliminate their brain fog. Um, we had like 80, anywhere from 80 to 89% improvement in, in fatigue, irritability, anxiety, trouble sleeping. Um, about 80% of women who wanted to get to a healthier weight were able to do so anywhere from 5, 10 to 20 pounds within um, the course of, you know, four to six weeks is what people realized they were able to, to even lose weight while exercising less and eating more. Um, by really focusing on this transformational work. And the the beauty of it is that it doesn't take forever to work. People generally that I've had um, throughout the program, it's every week we would meet. And the first week they were like, I'm so anxious. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know how I could do this. Um, Usually by week three, most of them would say, I'm feeling really great. I have more energy. My libido has come back. I don't have pain in my body. My brain's working again. Um, And the shifts can start, you know, we can start seeing shifts right around the first week with the nutritional changes. When you get your blood sugar imbalance, holy cow, what happens is, you know, for some people, it's like, I don't have anxiety anymore, right? Um, Blood sugar swings can drive up Hashimoto's antibodies. They can drive up that cortisol roller coaster response. And for me personally, when I first went gluten-free, I went on a gluten-free junk food diet and I didn't realize that like all these grains and, and processed foods were causing me to have blood sugar swings. Once I switched over to more of a blood sugar balanced adrenal diet, I was like, oh, 
I am so much more calm and my thyroid antibodies weren't as high. So this is something that takes effect within a few days. Then another thing I recommend is um, getting replenished from the common de- commonly depleted, depleted nutrients, B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium, and electrolytes. People can see results within just a few days of doing those as well. I mean, the um, my favorite way to get um, magnesium into the body is through the Epsom salts. And people will say, oh my gosh, I just, you know, I'm doing this and I'm sleeping so much better. I have, I wake up more refreshed. My, um, you know, my anxiety improves, my sleep improves. I have less pain in my body with utilizing this. And then um, I utilize some mitochondrial support, in, including carnitine. And that I feel like can have a really great effect on that brain function um, and also on pain in the body and muscle strength. So this um, generally, and um, generally like my rule of thumb is three to five days to see their results from an intervention. And I kind of break down the program where, you know, when you can kind of start the diet and maybe give that a few days to work, and then you can kind of layer on with additional interventions. Cause it's hard to start off everything at once. Like if you did everything at once, it would probably be too much, right. To, to try to incorporate lifestyle change, but generally you're going to see the effects of an intervention within three to five days. That's kind of a rule of thumb for me that I've noticed in the last decade when I know something's going to be a needle mover for people is if they see a quick turnaround, but for the full effects of the program, you know, three to four weeks is when we have these beautiful transformational stories. And, um, you know, I have a lot of stories in the book, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't fit more than like a few percentage of them in the book of people that have had such incredible results. It's so exciting. And I'm wondering, cause you, you talk about remission, both with adrenal dysfunction and with thyroid dysfunction, right? And especially where thyroid autoimmune issues are concerned, I, I think it's pretty clear that you believe in remission. Um, but do you think that those of us with autoimmune issues are resigned to taking medications for the rest of our lives? What does that picture look like for you? Um, I wasn't sure if it would be possible for people to come off of medications when I first started about 10 years ago. And in the last few years, I think so much innovation um, has come out and I've learned so much where I have had people, um, clients or individuals that I've worked with, as well as people I've never met that just followed some of my work and read my books that have been able to come off of medications. Um, Obviously, it's much easier to prevent the need for medications if you can catch Hashimoto's in an early stage. We can have an attack against our thyroid gland for 10 years before we require medications, right? But before our thyroid gland can no longer produce enough thyroid hormone. But there are things like myo-inositol, which I include in the adrenal transformation program, um, that have been recently gaining attention in the literature for normalizing TSH levels especially, and that means normalizing thyroid function, especially in the early stages of hypothyroidism. Um, It's one of the things that I have noticed in my program where women will be able to lower their dosage of medication with utilizing this. And I'm like, make sure you test your thyroid function if you're doing any of my programs, like work with your doctor, test your antibodies, test your TSH, free T3, free T4. I do not want you to get over-medicated, right? Um, because you may no longer need as high of a dose of medication 
um, or you may be able to come off of the medication. It's not every single person, but I have seen those benefits. Then there's low-level laser therapy over the thyroid gland that has been shown to help people reduce the need for medication. Um, Also things like a low iodine diet and aloe um, are a lot of different strategies out there that can help people come off of thyroid meds or perhaps prevent the need for thyroid meds. Um, Again, if you have had your thyroid gland removed, maybe that's not um, realistic at this point. I'm always looking out for the latest technology And there is a company that is growing thyroid glands in a lab. So um, I definitely keep everybody posted on on my newsletter and on my socials for any kind of innovative things that are coming out into the world with with thyroid health. But um, but thanks for asking that question. It's always it's always exciting. um, And why I you know, I didn't stop at writing three books and because I'm always learning so many new things. And my latest book has a lot of innovative things I didn't know about five years ago. Yeah. And and so exciting, as you say, that so many of these innovations are coming out and that we're alive to witness them, right? Um, I'm wondering, as we begin to wrap up, what your tips would be if you could really crystallize all your experience down to your top three tips, perhaps, for someone who's living with invisible chronic illness or some kind of disability, perhaps based around thyroid, adrenal, um, what would you offer to someone who's sort of entering this world that we've been a part of? Oh man, I would say, listen to your body and trust your intuition and trust your signals. Please do not let somebody tell you that it's all in your head. Um, and you know, gaslight you from knowing your own body because you're the one that lives in your body. You know, your body best, um, try to educate yourself as much as possible. So listen to podcasts about the topic, read blogs, read books, and educate yourself with this information. And then, so you can be empowered and take charge of your own health. A lot of times the answers are not found at the corner drugstore. They're not found at your local doctor's office. You may need to seek a little bit deeper, but believe that you are worth it. Believe that you are worthy of healing and believe that you can, because part of that mindset is what's going to help you feel better and get better because you you know it it is it is something that is is not accessible to everybody and this is why you know you and I do the work that we do to try to spread the message about all the different pathways to healing beautiful so be- it couldn't be said better and what is your ask for listeners today what can they do to support you and your community and your ongoing work Well, I would love for listeners to help me put adrenal dysfunction on the map and to help support the the message of getting out. So if you're listening to this podcast, please share it with anybody that you know, if you, um, that you think would might, might benefit or, um, or, or just, just because, right. If you have issues with adrenal dysfunction, or perhaps, you know, somebody that does, please consider buying my new book, Adrenal Transformation Protocol. This can be really life-changing for people to be able to shed those stress symptoms and uncover the real person underneath themselves. If you've, um, you know, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please review it. If you enjoyed my book, please review that. 
Um, it, it just really does help us spread the word when you spread the word, right? Um, a lot of a lot of us are doing this, and it's very unconventional to talk about these things, and we are putting ourselves out there. So we always appreciate any kind of feedback, sharing of our work, and supporting our work. And how can listeners find you and your work if they want to learn more about the Adrenal Transformation Protocol book or any of your work and resources? Um, All of my books are on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, wherever fine books are sold. So you can definitely check out my books there. My website is Thyroid Pharmacist, and I have the ABCs of Adrenal Guide at thyroidpharmacist.com slash ABC, where people can go ahead and download that. And then I'm also on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook under Isabella Wentz, PharmD, or you can look for Thyroid Pharmacist as well. And that'll, that'll, that'll get you to me. That is absolutely wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to share before I release you into the wild? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. It's been such a pleasure connecting with you and everybody listening. I just want you to know that just because it's like so common to feel exhausted and brain fogged and edgy and anxious and have trouble sleeping, that doesn't mean it has to be a part of your world doesn't mean you have to feel that way. You can absolutely feel calm and collected and be full of energy and be able to sleep really well at night um, and recover and rebuild your body. Gorgeous. I have that hope for healing for all of us. So thank you so much, Dr. Isabella Wentz. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today and really sort of you were you're on my list of people for all time greatest hits you know um so I, it's just this is a dream come true for me so thank you so much thank you so much lauren i i so appreciate you having me on that's it folks thanks for listening as always please check us out online at uninvisiblepod.com and all over the social media world at uninvisiblepod We love your feedback and suggestions, so please drop us a line via the website if you have questions, ideas for topics to cover in future episodes, or just want to say hello. We're all about relationships and collaboration here, so credit where credit is due. Music for this episode is by Sean Hart, who can be found at seanhart.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. 